you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the League Podcast. Wants to play into their 40s. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Great. How are you? I am doing just well. That's good, good, good. We just found out Greg does not like people who lived in the 19th century. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Well, I said I wouldn't want to be one. I threw it out there downstairs. Who would you rather be, General Robert E. Lee or <laughs> Scott Norwood, the former Bills kicker? It's terrible. Most people came down at Scott Norwood, but Greg was the only one that was outright dismissive that anyone would ever live before uh, the 20th century, correct? I wasn't dismissive. I'm saying I'd rather be in a relatively rough situation – in 2014, maybe you don't have the best job in the world, or whatever, not a lot of free income, or then I then be the president in 1840, or be the you know one of the richest people in the world in 1840. Wait. At best, you're you're losing three or four of your eight children. You've, you're losing teeth. You've got sexually transmitted diseases. It's terrible. If you're lucky. And number one, all those things are possible in the modern age. It's possible, but, but you're at you're picking what is a guy who broke the heart. Of the state of New York and Bills fans <laughs> everywhere. You live with that for the rest of your I life. I thought you were still talking about Robert E. Fault. Lee. I was like, hmm. It's not his fault. He's, I'm sure he's a good guy. That's their that's their problem. Bills well, fans should I forget. I think Dan raises a good point here. If you're Robert E. Lee, right about now, you are probably laying on your hammock, uh-huh. reading a book about your own exploits. What are you yeah, talking about? With a, with a nice glass of lemonade or iced tea in your hand? There was no <laughs> Sounds elect- idyllic. There this was no spr- electricity. There was nothing. It's this sprung a off a question book. that I asked Dan and Wesley initially of whether you would rather spend a year living in close proximity in a studio apartment with Matt Lauer or Jay Leno. Yeah. And Leno won out Definitely hands Leno. down. He's yeah. got stories. Just feels- this is why there's nothing on the website today. <laughs> Uh, we have a great show today, the Wednesday edition of the Around the League podcast. Uh, supersized news, because there's so much news right now in training camp that we're going to go through multiple items and offer hot takes, touch of mirth, but real, real analysis. When you listen to the show, you come out of it thinking, well, I know more about the NFL today. That's what the Around the League Especially podcast Dan, is. Especially right. Dan. You know, you oh. learn Colt Lyarla and all sorts of things. Yeah, it's <laughs> in the presence of true genius. By the way, Colt Lyarla, Lyarla. <laughs> Uh, is on the fifth on the uh, death chart right now. Yeah, we'll the, see for the Packers. It's ju- late July. You're Let's saying we maybe like, spent too much, too many. So he might not be better season. than Gronk. Right. Potentially, uh, we're also going to play. We're going to bring back one of our favorite games of the Around the League podcast. Of course, it is what's more likely. What's more likely? Uh, which will be exciting. Everybody loves what's more likely. I'll put on my Wink Martindale cap. Uh, but before that, like we said, a lot of news. And to do the news, you've got to touch base with the producer. And in this case, the great TD is in Canton, not being enshrined in the Hall of Fame, which to me was initially surprising. Turns out he's just doing some grunt work <laughs> over there. 
Uh, so in his place is a man we don't really know, but we want to get to know him. His name is Zach. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, guys? Thanks for uh, letting me join your podcast. How nervous are you to be around this level of greatness? I'm pretty nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. I did walk. I did see you walking out of the building yesterday, and I did. I said, "Get ready for the biggest day of your career." I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, and I've been. I didn't sleep much last night. You know. I even had TD come in yesterday on his day off to <laughs> teach true. me more stuff. Well, so. well, I got. I got a good feeling about this, Zach. Uh, why don't we start with doing some news? And we won't even hold it against Zach that he doesn't have any cute send up with the the news music. No. You know what are you going to do, Zach? That's why someday maybe TD will be in the Hall of Fame. They do induct, you know, writers and media members, and maybe they'll say 50 years from now, he, he revolutionized uh, I thought podcasts. you said maybe he'll get in the Hall of Fame when he preps his replacement to know uh, how to do something like that. Once we get into a regular studio, not this cold chamber, yeah. and with the actual board, I, I'm, I'm going to be able to have a lot of drops, a lot of sound effects. Wow. I can even do my own sound effects to record if mm, you like. I, like I can roll with voices, that. He is, he is uh, outdoing TD all of a sudden with his uh, <laughs> suggestions and promises. This sounds very good. All right, let's do some news. All right, again, why not? <laughs> All right, let's start in Arizona where Patrick Peterson has reached a five-year extension uh, to remain locked in with the Arizona Cardinals. Peterson says the deal's worth $70 million with $48 million guaranteed. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport confirmed that Peterson is now the highest-paid cornerback in the league. Gentlemen. Obviously, for some reason in the last year or two, it's become very important amongst the cornerbacks of the league, the elite ones anyway, to figure out who's best. The money now says that it is Patrick Peterson. Do you guys think that he was deserving of best cornerback in the league type money? I do. I think if you take Richard Sherman out of the Seattle scheme and you just line up Peterson or Sherman and you ask all the general managers in the league, who would you rather have? Peterson or Sherman? I think most of them take Peterson. I think 30 of them take Peterson. All right, so the Seahawks take Sherman. Who Hopefully who not one of them Sherman? being the – Gus Bradley. Uh, all right, Jack Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I think with it's a matter of timing. Had Sherman not had a deal before Peterson, he'd be the highest-paid guy. And it's it's been a good summer for quarter, for cornerbacks because Joe Hayden got paid too. And there is a, a fun rivalry between Peterson and Sherman. Uh, Sherman uh, Peterson tweeted out, uh, are you mad, bro? Something like that in reference to, of course, what Richard Sherman sent out that photo with Tom Brady that kind of got Sherman really on the grid nationally. And then Sherman replied with a tweet that had a picture of a Super Bowl ring on his hand and said, nah, or something like that. I like that. It's a little bit of fun. That's social media fun. <laughs> Plus Darnell Dockett's kind of talking some trash about the Seahawks. There is a genuine dislike and rivalry between the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the 49ers that makes that division – a lot more fun. It's amazing that Peterson's getting this money because if you think he's kind of had an up and down career, he wasn't always thought of as the best cornerback by any means. I agree, but there are a lot of people who view him as the best athlete in the NFL, and that's why he's getting paid. In the NFL, you don't always get paid on what you've done. You get paid on what your potential is. And he doesn't have Earl Thomas behind him in that kind of a scheme. They do have a secondary, though, that I think a year or two from now will be viewed right up there with Seattle. So there's a lot of young talent there. Right. In a, in a league where zone coverage and safeties over the top are the norm. Peterson is a rare cornerback that actually covers the other team's best wide receiver and trails him around. Let's talk about more handing out money. And the Cowboys, who love handing out money, 
The richest contract for a non-quarterback in franchise history was given out. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports that the Cowboys have reached agreement with Tyron Smith on an eight-year, $98 million contract. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Smith has two years left on his rookie deal, but now he's, he's connected to the Cowboys for the next 10 years at $109 million overall. Smith got a $10 million signing bonus and $40 million guaranteed. That is a wild amount of money. Is he worth it, Chris Wessling? Absolutely. He's already been to a Pro Bowl. He's entering his fourth season. He's only 23 years old. And in my opinion, is the, is the one guy in the NFL with a chance to have like an Anthony Munoz type of career. Wow. And, you know, and Joe Thomas, when he signed his mega deal, the money looked outrageous. It's now looking affordable because if you find that left tackle, and these are the guys that do last for a decade plus, this will look beautiful. In fact, this might not even be his last deal. They may restructure this thing down the road to give him more money. Maybe uh, Jerry Jones just looking for some positive news in Dallas. Like, what? who is the one player we can actually give some money to and everyone well, will be happy? It. No, it is totally worth Every it. Every time something bad happens in Dallas, Jerry Jones gives money to someone? Pretty much. I mean, he <laughs> loves, how Jay he loves signing his money. own players, and this, this is a good one. And another reminder why it's better to be living in 2014. They're not handing out $100 million <laughs> contracts to guys in 1840. Football didn't even exist. I think Here, go run around with this pigskin bladder, and we'll come back and pay you a lot of money. Greg, <laughs> let's station you at left tackle of the Cowboys line and see where you are by Sunday night. Probably in a grave, I would assume. You'd, pr- you'd probably die, Greg, I would think. <laughs> I would think. And by the way, stay tuned for the end of the podcast because we're going to have Greg and Mark Sessler together. They're going to discuss an extension for Mark. Mark looking for a raise. We're going to do it live on this podcast. Like that. <laughs> Let's get some urgency. Uh, we mentioned bad news, by the way, for the Cowboys. There was some bad news for the team. Demarcus Lawrence, the number 34 overall pick in May's draft, is out 8 to 12 weeks after suffering a broken foot at training camp. Uh, this takes him an injury that will take him into the regular season. And obviously it's a terrible thing to happen for a rookie when they need that valuable time in training camp to get acclimated to playing at this level. Now he's going to be out of the mix and come back in the middle of the season, which can't be great. Bad news there for the Cowboys. Who's, team, ra- who's rushing the passer yeah, for them? The team has, no- the team has <laughs> nothing to offer. He's anything on their defense. I don't know. Just It must just feel like it's 2013 all over again. Sean Lee's out for the year already. You lose a promising pass rusher just like they did last year. I, their starting defensive ends are who? George Selvey? George Selvey and Jeremy Mincy? Ooh. That's pretty, that's pretty grim. I was Because, you know, NFL Network's been unfolding this endless sit-down at Cowboys camp and give you footage of every practice. <laughs> what are you practice. saying? Are you wow, saying that, that it's what too kind long? Of tone well, I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you why the tone is. Because, again, and I brought this up 15 or 16 times, no matter what the Cowboys do, they're gushed over endlessly. And I was looking at them saying, this is the most depressing team in the entire league right now. If you're a fan Tennessee of the Titans Cowboys, are like, what about us? They are more depressing. <laughs> they don't, ex- they don't exist. Right, the Titans have no expectations. Stop. They're not, this they, is silly. They have Tyron Smith, one of the best left tackles. They have Tony Jez Romo. Bryant. They, they have, have Tony Dez. Romo. They have DeMarco Jason Murray. Witten. They're, They're going to give up 35 points a game and not. Free fantasy and they might advice. score 30. Free fantasy advice. Stock up on Cowboys. They're going to need to score 40 every game. Mark, I think what mm, you're getting at I is like that, that this is a depressing. Uh, team from the standpoint that they have virtually no Super Bowl chances, but they could potentially be exciting in that there are a lot of shootouts. They and could potentially hold the number one overall draft pick. Oh, I would bet 14 high-octane sandwiches. Wow. 
By the way, your quarterback is 34 with the back I feel a what's more likely question coming up. (laughs) I like it. All right. There's another tease later in the show in addition to Sessler's big money ploy at the end of the podcast. Well, I'm dealing with someone who does not like historical figures from the past. (laughs) Give me a break. All right. Let's do some more fun extension talk. This one with the Green Bay Packers and general manager Ted Thompson, who gets signed to a multi-year deal. I ask you, gentlemen, uh, the Green Bay Packers haven't really won anything since 2011, but they have a very nice roster. So you you have to say that Thompson obviously is a main reason for that, deserving of this. It's great news for the Packers because there was genuine concern that Thompson was thinking about retirement. And they made it a priority to sign him before Mike McCarthy. And that their CEO, Mark Murphy, said Thompson is the key to this long run of success that they've had. I would go with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, but ultimately Ted Thompson chose Aaron Rodgers, an unpopular, gutsy pick, and handled that whole thing. So you kind of see what he's talking about. I think it's, it's an excellent sign for Thompson in terms of his talent when you have a guy like John Schneider that comes out of that system. And say what you want about Reggie McKenzie, but he was thought very highly of before he inherited sort of a mess in Oakland. He's a good teacher, too. I think it's a, it's a solid move for Green Bay. There are a lot of great drafters in the NFL. Ozzie Newsom, the John Snyder, Pete Carroll combo. But nobody stocks their roster with their own draft picks and undrafted free agents like Ted Thompson. They have one free agent over the last half dozen years, and that's Julius Peppers. I mean, this, he's just – and they have one of the deepest rosters, rosters in the NFL. He's just great at what he does. If you wanted to really nerd out, you could go to that article about Ted Thompson signing the contract, and I linked – to a database that Chris Ow, Wesley database. has put together on Google something or other. It's just a spreadsheet it's with a, uh, with the Packers roster and their the year they were drafted. All that, you, know. you press me with some fancy learning. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of he thinks ahead. I mean, Scientist he's got those stuff going he's got right those mid round picks, and it's like when Donald Driver and gets older and. And Greg Jennings gets older, and it's okay. You got Jordy Nelson and Cobb. You got Devontae Adams coming. It's like he's thinking ahead. And the year they won this, to back your point up, the year they won that Super Bowl, they had how many guys on IR? I mean, it was outrageous. Like half the roster so was that, on IR. That's, that's good general manager work when you, the, the back end of your roster is contributing to a Super Bowl win. Andre Reid is set to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, Andre Reid also likes to talk and share his opinions. The Bills wide receiver made his feelings very clear about Bon Jovi joining a Toronto-based group that could potentially move the team out of Orchard Park and uh, the United States, potentially, if they took over ownership of the team. And here was a quote from Andre Reid, who brings a... I would call this a hot take, gentlemen. (laughs) Here it comes. Man... Bon Jovi. You might as well just take this city, throw it in the river, and let it go down Niagara Falls. That's how he speaks? That's it. <laughs> that was that was actually a soundbite we played. That wasn't me. <laughs> Not a fan of, uh, you know, once popular rockers. I guess I'd put that Reed in that category. I am with uh, Andre Reed on every sentiment there. Really? I do not want to see the Bills leave Buffalo. I think that would be a tragedy. I, I've actually been thinking about it. Like, Bon Jovi's still a touring act. It would be a little tough for them to go play Buffalo now, wouldn't it? Oh, certainly. Well, especially if he you know, joins onto a group that tugs the bills to Toronto. I, I, think, That's the I think they can live with, with the loss of income <laughs> that those rock-solid Buffalo shows are bringing Bon Jovi. Like they, Wait, they why need, are you denigrating Western New York? I'm not denigrating. I'm saying they can live by skipping one town on the roster. I think they have enough money. Just they, like we'll live with skipping one listener who tweeted us after the last time we talked about Bon Jovi and said he was never listening again because we were too rough on the old rock star. Oh, that's true. Well, this, if Andre Reid gets his way and there's 
no Bon Jovi. Sorry, William Jovi. I think that'd be fine. <laughs> and it also sounds like Donald Trump, who is kind of in the mix for this thing, is really was just being that a phony a, about that it. That was a Trump move. It was the whole time it was that's phony. He knows he's not going to get it. So that's a good thing. And that's the Trump. worst. And we should also know Andre Reid, in, in fairness, and I give him credit, did mention something about Canada himself. He acknowledged this is all to New York Magazine, by the way, that he went, he once went up to Toronto, and man, I had a good ass time up there. I had a good ass time. It's a long way mm. from Kutztown State. Yes, I had a good ass time when I went to Toronto once as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe Reed, who was, was a great player, is just trying to distract from the attention this week on the fact that he made the Hall of Fame and Marvin Harrison didn't. How did that happen? That's a low-level outrage. I like them apples. I'm just saying. We're doing a little (laughs) series this week, actually, on the website that you can check out. Dan Hansis wrote an article about Mm. why Kurt Warner should be in the Hall of Fame when he's eligible next year. Chris Wessling wrote one on Charles Haley. And you've got a special one coming up by Mark Zessler. I'll, I'll leave that as a secret. That people coming are, up. People are buzzing about they, uh, Well, they've just discovered that it's happening about four <laughs> seconds ago. It's coming up on Thursday. <laughs> Sometime Thursday it'll be on the site. Look for it. This, and the site is NFL.com slash around the league. Mm. Apparently. You had me on the edge of my seat for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the hu- uh, that drew a laugh from the distance <laughs> from our producer. Hey, that was a good, it that took a while. That was the a good first joke laugh. there, Wesley. Yeah. Fifteen minutes in or whatever. Uh, Mark Davis uh, acknowledged recently, that's Oakland Raiders owner Mark Davis, acknowledged that he met with San Antonio City's officials. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders obviously have a situation going on with their stadium. Their lease is up after this year. Uh, here is a quote from Mark Davis on the issue. I was in San Antonio to honor Cliff Branch on his induction into the PVILK. Mark, a group that you're associated with. P-V-I-L-C-A, Dan. Oh, thank you. Former San Antonio Mayor Henry Kisneros, is that correct, Mark? (laughs) Is a friend. And Henry suggested I take the opportunity to meet with some of the city officials while we were in town. I have nothing further to discuss on the topic. Is this something that the San Antonio Raiders, could this happen? Or is this uh, what you would call a classic leverage move by an owner and a team that needs a new stadium? I think it could happen. I think the Raiders are going to look at other places, too, if they're serious about this. I know that we're not supposed to go wild with our analysis here, but at the Why same time, well, I, because it's, Shadowy it's unknown. Shadowy figures could at be At the same time, room. the Saints Bring use San Antonio as some leverage. Figures in track suits. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Greg. Whatever you just said. This is backroom politics. It's just this happens all the time. The NFL does not frown on owners gaining leverage because they want the owners to make a good deal for themselves. The other owners, I think, agree that the Raiders need a new stadium, and they're going to because all of them could find themselves in that same boat at some point. I have an idea. How about the Raiders go to Toronto? Well, one of the <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Why? Why do we want a team I've ever heard? Who was it? Jerry McDonald predicted that, that the Raiders will be out of Oakland within five years. This is a guy who's covered for the team for 20 years. He knows about as much as you could possibly know. And I do think we're at an interesting point in terms of relocation for a lot of teams because instead of just one stadium issue being up in the air, Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times wrote about it a couple weeks ago. It was a great article how the Chargers, the Rams, and the Raiders all kind of up at the same time, all – Maybe looking around, Los Angeles is sitting out there. And I do think there's going to be more and more of these stories, especially with the Raiders. By the way, one thing, whatever, if it's the Raiders, whoever else, one of these teams at some point is moving to London. And I have come up with the perfect 
NFL-related name. They would be the London Expatriates. And when they play the actual Patriots, think of that game. What a showdown that would be. The expats. Just put it on Sunday Night Football. Al and Chris, get them in. We should point out that not since 1982, when uh, Al Davis sued the NFL, has the NFL been able to block an owner wanting to move wherever he wants to move. It was interesting because the first quote from the league on this matter, which was in the original report in the San Antonio Express News, was essentially that it caught them by surprise. Greg Aiello made the statement. He said, you know, we don't have anything to say because this is the first we've heard about it. Champ Bailey is a 12-time Pro Bowler who was signed uh, to the New Orleans Saints as a – by the way, do you have a problem with the way I say New Orleans, Greg? I, heard, I saw something I, on Twitter. Well, I don't, but, uh, yeah, one of our New Orleans Twitter followers did mention that I should step up as someone that – you know, lived in New Orleans for a while, to po- point out to you, it's not New Orleans, it's New Orleans. Right. New Orleans is a soft rock band that's saying you're still the one, aren't they? <laughs> I, I think that's nice. <laughs> so just, All right, let me try was, this again. He was then. trying to educate. Champ, El- Champ Bailey, uh, 12-time Pro Bowler, signed by the Nolans Saints uh, <laughs> to be the final piece of their secondary. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here's the thing. He might not have anything left, or at least according to Greg Bedard of the Monday Morning Quarterback, who said that Bailey has, quote, lost the step and is much stiffer in the hips at age 36. And then there was this enlightening little piece of analysis from Bedard. I'll quote it. It's early, but it would not be a shock if Bailey, who has just 500000 guaranteed on his contract, doesn't make the team. The Saints have some promising young defensive backs who might have to be kept. Undrafted free agent Pierre Warren, for instance, was making plays all all over the field. Greg, you said yesterday downstairs you were kind of jogging your memory trying to figure out guys who great players that maybe hung on a little too long and ended up having to be shown the door. That could be Bailey by the end of the summer. Right. We, we came up with Jerry Rice, you know, ended his career with the Broncos in training camp. Terrell Owens ended his career with the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if any. Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Uh, I mean, he played the, the whole season. Who he, made the final cut, by the way? Uh, over Rice in Denver that year? Oh, uh, Darius Watts was Ow, on that team. Darius Watts, Watts party. Ta- a guy named Marshall? Todd DeVoe was in the mix. I went Darius back Watts, Marshall, I think. I believe so. A second-round pick. And you hope this isn't the end. It would be a sad way for a 12-time Pro Bowler to go out. But it's a good reminder. Everyone's made it like, ooh, Bailey and Jarris Bird coming to New Orleans. It's like Bailey is a 36-year-old cornerback. And you can't move him. You know, there were – some talk in the past of Bailey shifting into safety, even back with the – you can't do that in New Orleans. It makes no sense because – Nolans, because – Good pronunciation. No, you got it. That was good. There we go. Mm. I learned from Dan, though. The Big Easy. Thank you. The Big Easy. What, you, you've got Bird. The Crescent City. You've got Kenny Vaccaro. <laughs> I will on. just uh, sit here and attempt down. to get one sentence out. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Forget it. Go Old on. man Sessler. Jeez Louise. Fired up. No, Go this, on. This Sessler no, is really we one of should... my favorite new developments. Go no, Let's let you on. talk. Yeah, please. Go ahead, no, it's, it, you, shifting him to safety is just it's a trinket. Uh-huh. You're not going to do it. We should point out that this does not mean that he's definitely getting cut. It's no, just, no, not at just all. Just one guy's opinion. Right. He could turn it around and play fine this year. He probably won't be a starter. I mean, you probably the best you can hope is he's a decent like, role player. Shocker. 36-year-old cornerback, <laughs> not right. fast in the hips. We're all a little stiffer in the hips right now. Hey, it happens. Hey, now. Age catches up with you. And in your defense, by the way, you know, there is like a famous song with Louis Arm- Louis Armstrong, like 
do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? So By it does way, get a little confusing. I never admitted that I was wrong. A lot of people pronounce it that way. W- well, Willie Nelson's song says it the way you did previously. Oh, yeah. There's well, a better than Ezra song called King of New Orleans. <laughs> well, that what just a seals the case. I'm single. back in Hansis on this one. Great single. When you have better than Ezra backing you up, you've got everything. Uh, you know who I don't want to back me up because he's really annoying? Arian Foster, who hasn't really spoken. This is not really a news wow. item, but I just want to say There's it kind a transition. of annoyed me. <laughs> yes, thank you. Arian Foster has not really spoken with any of the local reporters in Houston uh, during OTAs and training camp. He had plenty of time for people when he was promo- promoting draft day, which uh, obviously made less than $10 million in its opening weekend to the box <laughs> office, did not do well. Uh, but they finally spoke with him today. Reporters spoke to Arian Foster. He granted access and gave the same exact answer 11 times in 90 seconds. And here's the answer. I'm just out here trying to be the best teammate I can be, and I'm going to work hard at doing that. No matter what question he got, he answered that. Arian Foster's got to calm down because he's not as funny and as smart as he thinks he is. Hot take. Wow. Enough. With, you know, the, the ponderous Twitter feed, and now you have this. I, you know what? That's annoying. I don't think that's funny or cute. Well, if you can I get something off my chest about someone being annoying? Do it. The Akron Beacon, Beacon Journal? Get a grip. You've lost all perspective on life and football. Johnny Manziel had a beer with a couple of teammates at a local tavern yesterday. They have an off day today. Yeah. And they, that the Akron Beacon well. Journal blew it way out of proportion, lost all perspective on what's the, important in life and football. Not in defense of the Akron Beacon Journal, but it was Busted Coverage, which is a sports gossip site that posted the photos, but then a reporter from that paper then took it and turned it into a post. and then even used, worse, I think. Used the Mike Evans quote saying, who Mike Evans' former teammate, who said that you won't see Johnny going out once <laughs> camp starts. Johnny Manziel on his off day gets a beer. What's going on with that, by the way? Let's not turn Johnny Manziel into Brangelina now or something. By by the way, he was out with the rest of Cleveland's quarterback room, right? Which no one will, ma- you know, right. bother mentioning. Dave, you, any football book you read, it's all, you know, from the '60s and '70s. It's all filled with the hijinks of the players sneaking sneak, out, sneaking yeah. out, and getting wasted at the local bar that's near the Steelers training camp. And who, who cares? This is like this six is o'clock at night. team bonding. This is a time to bond. This is why the modern media cannot have nice things. Because here we had served up on a silver platter, potentially an evolutionary Namath guy who likes to party and drink and hang out with hot chicks and potentially win a lot of football games. But we're not even going to let that happen. We're going to bury him and treat him like a caged animal, taking cell, taking cell phone shots and then sending it off to gossip websites. Couldn't agree with you more. And I think anyone that wants to critique uh, Manziel or if you want to get on board and write a full story about the other quarterbacks going out and having a beer – Go live for six months in a row in a one-bedroom apartment in Berea, Ohio. (laughs) See how long it takes you to escape and go get a beer somewhere. Especially if your complex is built on an Indian burial ground, as the Browns is it. How would you like if the media treated you the same way they did Johnny Manziel? I, I would be fired. Yes, you well, definitely. I would, that's be, true. I would be fired <laughs> multiple times. Unless you would go postal. Good, you would, you would go point. back to your yeah. old roots. Oh, no. He, you wouldn't have to do anything extra than what you already do. No, you I'm just, saying all, yeah, it would just be fun. shining a light on my activities. Right. Well, that's true. All right. <laughs> and that's what's happening. Ex-mailman ponies up to tavern barstool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have not played this game in a while, but it's time because uh, – yeah, as we hinted last week, with the regular season approaching, we have a lot of things lined up. So let's bring back one of our favorite games. It's called What's More Likely? What's More Likely? So I will put on my Wink Martindale cap or a skinny tie and go around the table. Or I'll just throw things out there and then you gentlemen will chime in. 
And I'll start with this one. What's more likely? Johnny Manziel is a week one starter or Teddy Bridgewater is a week one starter? Ooh. Well, we know how well Wesley knows. I, I, I need to start it out I with this. Think they, I have said all along, I think they both will start week one, but I will say for the record, Johnny Manziel would be my pick. Yeah, I, I, I think actually I'm going to go mm. Bridgewater mm. The, from the Browns fan. That's tough. It's a tough call. What's your reasoning here? I think Bridgewater has won over Norv Turner. We talked about this on the last show. And Manziel, I think, will open as a sub-package guy that they use and roll out Hoyer because it's Pittsburgh against Dick LeBeau. Can I just point out one thing? Because when we got into it on the last show, and Wes rightly was pointing out everyone thinking or a lot of people thinking that the the job is now Hoyer's uh, without anything really happening, the media on the same level is doing the same thing in Minnesota where all of a sudden Norv Turner loves Teddy Bridgewater – uh, but we really haven't seen these guys play really in practice or been in any preseason games. So that seems a little premature, too, that he seems now to be the favorite to get that job. Well, I think with both. I mean, th- we, the thing we agreed upon last week was that preseason games, even though it's a small sample size, could totally blow away anything we think today. Well, and we don't have the option to say neither because I would say neither. But since you got to play the game, tasty. I would actually go Manziel, barely. I don't think Ooh. either one has a great chance. Greg throwing his support behind me. I like it. It's not really. I don't think either one has a very good chance. And we also, speaking, uh, one of our listeners, Jason Zumwalt on Vine, cooked up a great video. uh, It's fantastic. And we tweeted it out yesterday if you want to find it, but of uh, him preparing softball pants in his kitchen (laughs) after watching uh, Total Total Access on NFL Network. So people are talking. People are planning now, Wes, for you to be eating polyester and zipper and other composite parts. Well, you know why he might have started cooking it after watching Total Access, watching some of those throws Manzo made yesterday. It was Ooh. kind of oh, a really? low-light reel. Ooh. Three interceptions, some ducks out there. I'm just saying. That's good it, for it a wasn't Browns a good quarterback. Day. It wasn't a good day. <laughs> <laughs> What's more likely? Jay Cutler wins MVP, as his teammate Brandon Marshall believed. He said that today on Inside Training Camp Live. Jay Cutler wins MVP, or Josh McCown throws for 4,000 yards. Easily Josh McCown throwing for 4,000 yards. I, I have to go McCown more so because I don't believe Cutler is the guy that's going to ever win an MVP. Well, sure. They're both long shots. I love me some Jay Cutler. Me too. Tasty. MVP is tough. 4,000 yards in today's NFL, not that, that the tough. The Browns quarterback Brandon combined did to throw for 4,000 yards. Right, Dan? Oh, no, wait, that, was your, that was your prediction. <laughs> they didn't give him a chance. <laughs> if they would have just given him a chance, they showed no patience. Fair point by Dan. Jay Cutler is the MVP of conversion vans. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, so that's been just, that's been settled. We move forward. What's more likely? Marshawn Lynch's holdout lasts into the regular season, or Marshawn Lynch gets a new contract. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I'm gonna go. Marshawn Lynch's holdout lasts until the regular season. I don't. I think the Seahawks have come out publicly. They've said what they're gonna say. You can't back off of that now. I'd expect Lynch will come in, but if it's one or the other, it's so long, and here comes Kristen Michael. I'm really conf- – this one is, is a good one because I think what they're going to do is they're going to uh, not give him a new contract, and he'll be there for week one, but they're going to wipe away all the fines that he accrued over his holdout. Chris? 
I feel like he's going to report without a new contract, but if I have to pick one of these options over the other, I will say the Seahawks sweeten the pot slightly and get him to come in. Mm. We're kind of cheating with some of these answers. Yeah, they're just going to throw him I started the trend. They're just going to throw him like 500,000. They're going to say, here's another 500,000. Come on in. What's more likely? Ray Rice runs for 1,200 yards, or Chris Johnson runs for 1,200 yards? Ooh, I like this that's one. That's a great one. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if, if either of them did. See, that's cheating again. But Just what's an, more likely? answer the question. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Johnson, because Ray Rice is definitely going to miss two games. And a bad person. I don't think this is hard. I'm going Ray Rice. Yeah, I could just – if someone's got to make the big rejuvenation and get the ball enough to do it, I know he's going to miss the two games. I'm still going – I'm going Ray Do you Rice. forget that Bernard Pierce is one of the te- ten best running backs in the NFL? <laughs> Who says that? Who said that? Dan Hansis. Oh, I would, I would say check back on my list and find oh. out if that's really what I said. Oh, Top 15. Shut you down. I just shut you down. <laughs> the hard. Jets did say Chris Ivory is getting the short yardage work. I'm going with, with Dan's Chris Johnson way, here from I, I, the wait Jets. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Wait. This is the second time <laughs> in about three minutes all the geniuses in the roundtable have called out a prediction I got wrong. Who called the blowout of the Super Bowl three months before it happened? You did, and I don't disagree with you on Bernard Pierce. Sorry. Mark, nah, go ahead. I you admire, guys are a bunch I, of jackals. I admire Hold on. Number one, number it's one, about time. Uh, I believe that that Seahawks t- tweet, I backed you early on on that. I thought that was, that's, that was ballsy, my I didn't mean to friend. hit out at you, Mark. However, I'm going to uh, go Chris Johnson because I think they'll quickly forget about Chris Ivory. If stem cell treatment received Chris Johnson, he got stem cells in the offseason. I'm not quite sure what that does. But it sounds good. He's going to have a rebound year for a team that's going to run the ball a whole ton. What's more likely? Brian Hoyer becomes the next Tom Brady, or dinosaurs again roam the earth. I <laughs> <laughs> got uh, a big laugh out of Zach. <laughs> Traglodytes, we'll see them again. Of course, that's what uh, Joe Thomas said yesterday or earlier this week about Brian Hoyer, the Cleveland Browns. Part of the Tom Brady mystique and the reason that, you know, my mom has known who Tom Brady is for a decade plus and my grandmother and everyone else, he is the quintessential all-American boy. He's got a great head of hair and he plays quarterback well. Brian Hoyer is not going to be the next Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, and you're talking wow, about the, sc- the scope of the entire planet. Yeah. You're taking I the- do not have a problem with the idea of dinosaur. Everything is cyclical. Dinosaurs probably will come back at some point. <laughs> Including yeah. the failure you know, We here. won't be here to get – I'll get that, that correct, but I'm not sure we'll be here to, to know so about that. So you're going that. with dinosaurs? Going dinosaurs. So you think dinosaurs have a better chance to roam the earth than Hoyer does to get some sort of help on his receding hairline? No, to win, to, win, to win three Super Bowls, go to five for the same team. Wes Welker could hook him up with some new hair. Brian Hoyer is beyond receded hairline, by the way. Okay. He's just receded. I'm going to well, go Hoyer, if only because I'd love to see what happens to Mark Sessler if that happens. That would be fun. Too late the in life, too jaded already. <laughs> Greg goes against the Raptors. <laughs> What's more likely? Kurt Warner makes the Hall of Fame, or Marvin Harrison makes the Hall of Fame. This ties back to our series uh, that we're working on right now. Has to be Marvin Harrison making it in next year over Kurt Warner in his first year. It made no sense that Harrison got left off. It just seemed like they were like, eh, let's get in Andre Reid while we can, and we'll let Harrison get in next year, which I hate. He, it was a no-brainer, and they missed it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't really track the Hall of Fame as closely as some. That sounds fine by me. I'll go with Greg. <laughs> wow. And he's my boss, so I'm just going to side with that. They both get in, but if I have to say which one gets in first, I'll go with Marvin. There was a four-year stretch of Marvin Harrison's career where he averaged 117 or 18 catches, over 1,500 yards, and 14 TDs. That's ridiculous. It's amazing. And I wrote in my post about Warner, it's, sports are weird sometimes because if, if not for a, an Adam Venetieri kick and if not for a Santonio Holmes back toe situation in the end zone, Warner came very close to winning three Super Bowls. And then we never even talk about whether Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the discussion as one of the great quarterbacks ever. They didn't lose those games because of Warner, but because they didn't win them, history looks at him differently. I but, think he deserves it. Doesn't he have the three oh, highest certainly. single game passing totals in NFL in Super Bowl history? He had he had one of the he had a unique career, one of the strangest careers where he was, he came out of nowhere, showed up in his late twenties, and became the, one of the best quarterbacks in the world. Then became a jag, just another guy for four straight years in the middle of the two thousands, and then again he rose again when he got with Arizona. Of course, the cast around him played a big role, but he he became that guy again. He had two periods over ten years where he was a great great quarterback, and then a weird period in the middle where he was basically a middle of the pack guy. That got beaten out by Matt Leinart, got benched for Matt Leinart. Like, this was he a very strange career. He got beaten out by Matt Leinart in the same way Michael Vick's going to be beaten out by Geno Smith. They're mm. just going to hand him the job. <laughs> yeah. Josh McCown also beat out Kurt Warner once upon a time. That's fair. What's more likely? Eli Manning posts 70% completion percentage, where Mark Sessler is arrested for the assassination of William McKinley. <laughs> Push. That seems fair. Who was it that said Eli's going to? That was the quarterback's coach whose name escapes me for the Giants. But uh, Eli, who had a, I think I wrote in the post earlier this week, he he had to throw 224 consecutive (laughs) complete passes at the end of last season to get to 70%. His highest ever was 62%. It was about 57 last year. 70 has only been done by six quarterbacks. I can't imagine Eli Manning in year 12 or whatever coming off at hard. Well, that offense will help, but that, he's not going to do that. Sorry, Mark. I'll bake you an apple pie with a file in it. <laughs> You're going to jail for McKinley's death. I will send you a Greta Garbo poster with a pickaxe. I just hope that Greg is the lead detective on this because he would be like, this happened in the past. It doesn't matter. Well, that's why. <laughs> Case closed. That's just why I'm the going with uh, McKinley. I mean, going with Eli. His life's not that valuable. It happened in the 90s. Hey, newsflash, guys. McKinley's already dead. Can't even happen. You can go back there. It can't even happen, guys. There's new DNA. Greg cuts through the new garbage. New DNA evidence that connects Mark to that killing. Right. And I'm the, uh, the lost character from Tuck Everlasting that's actually been alive since then. This is a cool case. <laughs> get the reference. It's a child's book. No one knows it's what you're talking book. about. People no live one. forever. Uh, before we <laughs> Someone do, will know that. Before we go, does anybody else have a, a what's more likely to throw out? I have one. You, do you guys? Yeah. I do. Go, we'll go, go for it, Mark. No, no, no. no Be no, my this guest. This is so organic. Oh. We'll go this way. What's more likely? Des Bryant, a hyper-motivated, in great shape Des Bryant, contract year, breaks Calvin Johnson's receiving yards record, or the Cowboys have the number one draft pick? I don't need to wait. Number one. Here's the weird thing with the Cowboys, and I love Des Bryant so much, I always make sure he's on my fantasy team. They have a weird thing where they get away from him in games at times. They're going to need to pass a ton this year because they're going to be sense. down by three touchdowns have, all the time. And they have no one else to throw to. He's going to get plenty of targets. He'll probably be top 20 in targets. He should be top, top three, three in targets. Yeah. Uh, but 
I don't think I said earlier, as long as Tony Romo's playing, there's no way they're gonna lose more than ten games, I think. I think mm. he's got a bulky back. He does. Will Brandon be- Reed and be the weird footnote who throws the ball to Ooh. the NFL's Ooh. leading receiver two years in a row? Yeah, that's a Sessler. <laughs> I'm going Des Bryant lead- setting the record. I could see that. Yeah, that's I can't I, I can't see the number one pick. Uh Greg, yours. Looks like I got to come up with something. Um, Do you want us to throw it to Mark? No. Here we go. Uh, how about uh, what's more likely, Indomitian Sioux is a Detroit Lion in 2015 or Indomitian Sioux is not a Detroit Lion in 2015? Aroni and Rappaport reported that they're willing to let him test free agency after turning off contract talks. Uh, he will not be a Lion in 2015. Mm. The Lions have just conceded. Their only advantage, that they're not going to use the franchise tag and they're not going to give him an extension. Once he hits the open market, somebody will blow his doors off. Yeah, they, they gave away all leverage. Uh, it's, unless something else happens, I, I would go with the same answer. They will keep yeah, Dominican Sue because he's one of the best defensive tackles in football. He'll show it again this year, and they'll wise up, and they'll figure it out, and they'll probably franchise him. If they, they can't, can't franchise out. him because it costs $27 million. They will then sign him to a big, million, big contract. Yeah. <laughs> or they will franchise him and the GM will get fired. It's a weird, One or the other. It's a weird story coming out. Didn't you think that was a strange story? Something's going on there with Indomitian Sue and the Lions. When they came out earlier this week and, and they said publicly, we're not going to talk with him anymore. And then this comes <laughs> out. There's I don't know what's going on. that like Indomitian Sue is that much of a unique individual that he told them, look, you guys don't want to pay me. Look, I'll give you a chance, and I want to stay in Detroit, but I, I just want to see if I can get a lot more money. Is Good it, luck with that. Is it possible that behind the scenes he's viewed as a seven-letter word that starts with A, and that's leading to the team not wanting to be involved with him? No, I don't think so. An athlete? Yes. Arachnophobic? Mm. Huge athlete. Maybe they offered. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they offered to pay him in Subway subs. Um, maybe. <laughs> But he probably has one of those cards because they do exist, the Lifetime he does. Subway. Mark, finally. He's a sponsor. All right, not so football-related, but related to, uh, uh, to the podcast here. And it's a three-parter. It's got three choices. So don't bow out after the second. So you're breaking out of the structure of the game Shocker. for your own purposes. I'm sorry. I never know the rules of the game, so okay. I didn't do that intentionally. But what is more likely, A... Dan Hansis releases a chapbook of poetry based on his late adult life as a casual sailor along the shores of Iceland. Hmm. <laughs> All right. B, it. Greg Rosenthal leaves football blogging to join a band of late 30-something goths as Daniel falls off a chair. <laughs> to join a band of late 30-something goths in a musical group calling themselves Marshall Applewhite in the Hale-Bopp Comets. Hmm. <laughs> or... I feel like that's already happened. All right. Or C... Chris Wessling gets caught in a dangerous love triangle with diminutive but sort of hot femme thespian Ellen Page and former Lions quasi-kicker Kickalicious. Mm. Oh, it's not even close. I could see Wessling doing that. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Don't, can't you just it's imagine Wessling was. showing up to work Monday morning? He's like, hey, hey guys, I got a crazy story for you. <laughs> I'm in a tough spot. I need your advice. Kickalicious is all over me. Seems, yeah. Ellen, Ellen Page, I don't know if she's into Wes, and it's not against Wes. I, I well, think she that could be a roadblock. She doesn't know him yet. I'm speaking of other issues that I don't really, a family-friendly podcast, we don't really need to delve too much into a personal life, but I don't know if, uh, if that's she's what she's She's not into. on my team? We can, we can well, break the rules, Mark, and you can, since you clearly spent a lot of time coming up with this, give us your, your pick. 
I, I do see Dan uh, ending <laughs> his life as a sailor, uh, you know, in another country, reflectively looking back and maybe writing some uh, a book of poetry that would get published. I feel like the obvious uh, answer here is that Greg... I would buy that. Greg book. gets in a goth band. What? Uh, <laughs> Didn't he do that? Didn't we know yeah, that? Well, I, that's right. Going back to your roots the, in a way. That's I was what never we do. Goth. <laughs> Give me Come a break. On, you were a little was goth. it like a goofy, goofy sort of like they might be giants, dead milkman type of band? That's far from goth. But you had your hair dyed black, correct? As a freshman in high school, uh, but you, everyone you're was doing that. You're inching towards goth, goth regions. Everyone was doing that then. Green, were you also purposely purple? very pale? That just comes naturally. That was a bit more grunge than God. <laughs> that yeah. might be more grunge. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if uh, they might be giants as grunge. Back then it was just no. alternative. Exactly. Alternative. It's all. He's alt dot Rosenthal. If you were to find him <laughs> yes. on the web back then. Not indie. Well, that's it for uh, this edition of the Around the League podcast. We will be back probably on Friday uh, with another show. Uh, we'll talk about all the news in the NFL and anything else that comes to mind. Signing off. This is Dan Hansis for the. Sizzler, the mailman, the boss, and Zach behind the glass. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.